the most fun in the morning. Good morning, Westchester, with Dennis and Tommy. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9, right here on 1460 WVOX. 1460 WVOX. They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. They're playing basketball. Okay, folks, we are back. It's Jim Naceno on the College Hoop Chat radio show. Jimmy Patsos did a great job. I knew he would be a, a fun guest for the show. And now we're going to one of my high school buddies, Tommy Freyer. Tom, how are you? How are you, man? Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, Tom and I were good friends in high school, and um, we're still in touch, and he is uh, the director of admissions and the head basketball coach at Mount St. Michael. He's done a great job to make Mount St. Michael one of the premier teams in the New York metropolitan area. Uh, So, Tom, it's great to have you back on the show because it's good to kind of get the perspective on a college basketball show of what's going on with the high school coaches. Sure thing. I'll do my best. I know you will. So last time we spoke, Tom Freyer, you were, were really, I actually, I have to tell you, I felt bad after that show. You were sensing the frustration you had and the players had last year because the city of New York never figured out how to allow these kids to do what they love and play basketball like was happening all over the country. Your kids were penalized. It was a tough time. Uh, let, uh, can I hope now that things are fine for this season and your guys will be able to get on the court and play high school basketball? Well, we are having a season. However, there's still a New York State mandate that has these kids playing with masks on, which is the most ridiculous thing in the world. You can't play basketball with a mask on, as we all know. You know, the season has tipped off in the NBA. The other night, I'm sitting down and I'm, I'm watching the Knicks and there's 18,000 people at the Garden drinking beer, having fun, spitting on each other, and there's not a mask on, you know, in the arena, with the exception of a couple guys on the bench. And now they're worried about, you know, 25 to 50 people in a high school gym with players, coaches, referees, and so on, and they still have us playing with masks on. So I'm hoping that mandate changes as we get into the season. Um, You know, the, the outdoor sports, football, soccer, they're not playing with them on, but um, right now inside – the gyms and, 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 and as far as wrestling goes and, and cheerleading goes and ice hockey goes, everything indoor, the state of New York, it's still mandated that these kids wear a mask and that has to change. I didn't realize that. That's the whole, I thought it was just New York City. It's the whole state? Whole state. Wow. Entire state right now have to play with masks on. Well, on a serious <laughs> note, uh, I'm going to speak to the state legislators I know here in Westchester about this tomorrow. I guarantee you I will do that. They should be more concerned with a kid passing out because he can't breathe. Exactly. Versus, versus what's going on with his vaccination. I agree. They I mean, really this thing backwards. it's unbelievable. All right. So, how are your guys feeling about the upcoming season? We're looking forward to it. I mean, we didn't have a season last year. It's been a year and a half, and the kids are kind of chomping at the bit. So, you know, we're uh, we're ready to go. We're ready to go. We've been in the gym at least three or four days a week with open gyms and weight room sessions and so on. But these kids are, uh, you know, they're ready to get back in and have a season again. Sure, I bet they are. So, yeah, so um, I know one of your players was, like, ranked as a top prospect. Yeah, how are you feeling about the team's chances this year? You know, I think we can be competitive. I really do. We're in a very, very, very tough league. Um, you know, the Catholic League in New York arguably is, I mean, is arguably one of the top leagues in the country. Um, but especially this side, New York Arsenal side is, is you know, really, really loaded with some talent, you know, Cardinal Hayes and Stepanak and the rest of them. So but I think we can compete. 
And, um, you know, we'll see what happens when we start in 10 days. So Tom coaches at Mount St. Michael Academy, folks, and does a great job. And it's a great school that uh, not only educates kids, but um, uh, really kind of teach them about life. And I, it's a great program he runs. And uh, we're very proud of you, Tom, as your high school friends. <laughs> All good. All good. All right. Well, listen, you know, listening to Patsos, he brought up some great points. Really? Uh, didn't he? You know, well, with the transfer portal, it's still difficult on these high school kids. Um, any college coach will tell you if you can get a two-year, you know, college player with, with two years of experience versus, you know, an 18-year-old kid coming out of high school, you know, nine out of ten of those coaches are going to opt for that for that transfer portal and, and look to take, you know, the veteran, the 20, 21-year-old player who has the experience. So I think at some point we'll catch up to it. Um, but I think recruiting in another year, for another year, year and a half, it's still going to favor the college kid versus the high school kid, unless you're one of the top, top players. So that's an interesting point. So I was curious about that, and this is what I wanted to ask you. So uh, with the transfer portal still roaring and still happening and all this movement with the transfer portal, and next year uh, it'll be a little different because I think they're going to start enforcing the one-time transfer uh, rule. But uh, are you sensing that the colleges are recruiting a little less in high school right now than they did before the transfer portal got opened up? Um, no, no, because the colleges, you have to remember, they've been out of recruiting for a year. I mean, you know, we started school, obviously, the second week of September. I've had three or four college coaches in my gym every week. Okay. Looking at our days. Just, you know, a lot of the locals, a lot of the MACs, uh, the Northeast Conference, just coming in pretty much to come in and reintroduce themselves, but also to look at what the high school town is because, you know, as we said, there was no season last year. Right. So with the exception of the AUs, these coaches have to get acquainted with, you know, the top programs and the top players in the city. So they are out and about, um, you know, and they are coming to open gyms just to come in, sit with them, you know, for an hour and just watch our players. I've had Iona in, I've had Manhattan in, I've had FDU in, we've had Hofstra in, I mean, the list goes on and on. So, um, you know, these guys are out there and they are recruiting. But once again, if you can take the older player versus the high school player, unless he's a top, top player, his transfer portal is still going to affect the high school kids. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I guess what, what Jimmy Patsos was saying is really an interesting philosophy for a coach, right? Is to concentrate on getting the, uh, the guys in off the transfer portal and then see, uh, let some of the other players who might have gone to a better school, but they might drop to a lower conference now. Uh, they're still getting recruited. They're still getting a scholarship. They play in a worse conference, but if they do really well, then they transfer to a better conference, and then they can't transfer again. Interesting what he was saying. Yeah. I mean, you know, one thing I disagree with Coach Patsos is he was talking about the, you know, the top levels, the Big East, the ACCs, the Big Tens, um, you know, with the transfer portal. Well, they're all looking. Sure. Okay, from, from you know, from the lowest of the Division Ones to the mid majors to the highs, they're all looking in the portal. And last year, there were over two thousand names in that portal. And honestly, seventeen hundred of those kids really couldn't play at the level they wanted to go to. But they always think the grass is a little bit greener on the other side. I'll be happier, so on and so forth. You know, you have kids putting their name in the portal who played for a team that went seven and twenty-five, and that kid averaged three minutes a game, and he's putting his name in the portal. Well, coach is looking at that saying, why do we want a kid who played three minutes a game for a team who won seven, seven games? Right. And it just doesn't make sense. You know, right. when he's trying to go to a higher level. So Absolutely. We talked about this last year, Tom. In, 
Yeah, we. Oh, yeah, you put all those names in, and all of a sudden you have a big, big phone book of 2,000, 2,500 names, and, you know, the math just doesn't add up for the high school kid. Right. So, you know, we're still up against it, but like I said, I think down the road, within a year or so, this stuff will start to work itself out. I think so. One thing that you and I spoke about last year, I don't know if you remember, but we both predicted, and it turned out to be true, that... Uh, the transfer portal being uh, so uh, completely opened last year, and with these 2,000 names that went into it, there were going to be some players that were never going to find another team. The team they were leaving didn't want them back, and frankly, as you just described, nobody wanted them. That's about 500 players. There's about 500 kids last year that were on scholarship to play basketball Division One in America that don't have a team to play for this year. They had to go to JUCO, a junior college, somewhere else. Uh, and that's kind of sad. Some kids were misled. People gave them really bad advice. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you said it. I can't say it any better. Kids put their names in, and all of a sudden, there's no feelers out there. And what happens? They end up going to a JUCO, you know, somewhere, hoping to get that last year or two, you know, next year. But they have to go now prove themselves at that level. So, you know, they're almost, those guys are almost going backwards. Right. And you hate to see them lose their scholarship. I mean, that's the great thing about being a Division One basketball player. Even if you play, like you said before, on a team with seven wins and you're not playing a lot on that team, at least you're still getting education for free. Exactly. Exactly. I'm but sure. you know what? It's called tough love. Some of these kids don't have people giving them the right advice. You know, they always agreeing with them. Well, not always the way to go. Now, you have had these conversations, right? So some of your old players who are in college now did call you to talk about the transfer portal, right? Yeah, I had a player at, at uh, Bryant, Mike Green. He was the first rookie of the year in the conference as a freshman. Sophomore, he was second team all North, Northeast Conference. And he leaves, and now he's at Robert Morris, you know, in Pittsburgh, and he's going to do well there. But I tried to talk him out of it. You know, I thought Bryant was the right spot for him, but... You know, he thought otherwise, and, you know, I wish him well. I told him, I said, look, I'll support you, but I don't agree with it. Right, and, um, you right. Know, you know, we'll see where it goes. But he's a, he's a pretty level-headed kid. He's a good student, so I'm not worried about that, you know, from uh, the educational standpoint. He'll get his degree. So I looked at uh, Robert you know, Morris. Because of, uh, yeah, I looked at Robert Morris because your player was transferring there, and um, they did bring in some nice transfers. That team could come together nicely. They brought in Dunn from St. John's and a couple other guys. And, uh, you know, Michael do fine there. You know, he, I'm not worried about him. But that's just this, another case of so many around the country. Right. Well, give it, I'll give an example. So Tom and I spoke. We won't name the player. We spoke about a kid that Tom knew uh, and our family knew who uh, did get Division One, but as Tom was saying, not on a very good team, wasn't playing a lot. Tom had mentioned to the family over the years uh, how difficult it would be for that kid to play in Division One. Guess the family never accepted it. Uh, ironically, this is somebody we spoke about last last year over a beer. Uh, he's one of the kids, you know what I'm talking about, Tom, uh, that that left his school in the transfer portal. Nobody wanted him, and now he's playing in some junior college. As you said, he's got to start all over again. That's it. That's it. So, you know, hopefully it works out for him, but... The cards aren't in his favor because there's just too many of them. Yeah, right. And there's so much talent in this country. You know, you're fighting. It's it's tough enough as you and you probably had kids, Tom, over the years who you thought was a Division One player, but they didn't get the scholarship. Yeah, I mean it happens. You know, but you have to be upfront with kids. I always tell kids you want to hear what you want to hear, and you want to tell you what reality is. 
I'm going to tell you reality that you're not a Division One player, but that doesn't mean you can't get your education paid for at a lower level. Sure. You know, I say, you know, college guys, the college coaches, they know their business. They come in and watch, and if you don't stand out, they're really not, you know, interested. So you have to tell the kids that because, you know, I said, you want me to tell you that you're going to be playing in the Big East and on Madison, Madison Square Garden on ESPN? I'll tell you that, but, but I know that's not true. Right. I would never do that. You can't do that as a coach. I'll right. tell you the reality of the situation. And if you can't deal with it, well, then you got to come somehow come to grips with it. All right, Tom. Uh, there's the music. Let me just say this. Good luck to Mount St. Michael. I'm going to root for you in every game except against Iona Prep. All right, mate. I'll take that. All right, great. I'm going to come to a game, too, and, and, and watch, watch your guys. All right. I'll get your court. I'll get your seat court. Back. Oh, you're the best. All right. That's Tom Freyer, head coach of Mount St. Michael. Great job, Tom. Thank you. All right, folks. We'll go to the commercial break and we'll come back for our final segment of the show soon. <laughs> 